Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Miss Lisa Prejean. She is the board president of Family Promise of Acadiana. She is also the co-owner of Prejean Creative and uh, St. Elizabeth Seton. And also today, our guest will be Miss Renee Menard. She is the executive director of Family Promise of Acadiana. Both of y'all, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, John. If it's okay, I'd like, we'll begin with a prayer. Absolutely. Thank and you. Father, Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you so much for giving us this opportunity to share the good work that so many of our uh, Acadiana um, parishioners uh, from various congregations are doing uh, to help homeless families overcome the obstacles in their lives so that they can achieve long-term independence. Thank you for the blessings uh, that all of us have and make us realize how fortunate we are and let us use those blessings to do your work. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy thy name. Thy kingdom come, come, thy will be done on on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and and forgive us our trespasses trespasses, as we forgive forgive those who trespass trespass against us. us. And And lead us not into temptation, temptation, but but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. So excited to have you all on the show today. I know Renee and Lisa prior to the show, and these guys uh, obviously have a strong calling from the Lord to, to get this project going. Uh, my mom was real involved with um, with with FoodNet and also with uh, the Faith House, and and you know, Faith House is generally garnered towards the women, but this is is for families. And so, Lisa, I'll let you, I guess, begin. Tell us a little bit about the program. Well, thank you. Uh, We do focus on families specifically, homeless families, and that's a a population that many people don't often think about when they think about homelessness. But there are many, many homeless families right here uh, in the Lafayette and Acadiana area. So we cater to homeless families, and that can be uh, married couples with children, Uh, It can be single mothers with children or single fathers with children. And we have served all of those different types of family units. But the key is we are serving entire families with children in the family. Fantastic. And I know y'all made a great choice in having Renee as your executive director. Renee, welcome to the show. And tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became the executive director. So uh, I've been the director all 16 years that we've been open. When we first started developing in 2001, uh, a group of individuals from the community, whether it was churches, uh, social service agencies, started meeting to form Family Promise. And uh, at the time I was working for Goodwill Industries, I worked with people with disabilities, finding jobs for them. And my boss sent me to a community meeting for Family Promise. And... uh, it took me a short period of time to decide that this was something that I really enjoyed, that I thought this program could make a huge impact on our community, and that I wanted to jump right in. Nice. And so, and so uh, I was fortunate enough to be hired in 2004. So did you always have um, community service, or did, was this always a plan in your life to, to do this, or was it a calling? How did, how did it end up this way? I think so. My mom uh, worked with people with disabilities for the state, and my dad was a state trooper. So I think I come from a family of service. 
And nice. uh, I like working with people. And you mentioned, I think, your, your family's from Maurice? Yes, sir. Okay. So when you hear the term Cajun Catholics, uh, you know, the, the inspiration for the show is I think there's so many special things in Acadiana. And you guys, you've really done the ultimate Cajun Catholic thing. This is something that's non-denominational, which is beautiful. And it's uh, also geared towards our families in Acadiana and, you know, to help those who can't help themselves. But, you know, isn't that about who we are? I mean, how do you, when you hear Cajun Catholics, what do you think? I mean, I look at all of our volunteers. I'm the only paid employee with this program. Mm -hmm. And so we have 400-something volunteers that come in daily to help our families. And it really is a testament to our community and to not only the Catholic faith, but all the different faiths that participate in this program. So I think it's the true meaning of Cajun Catholic. It's beautiful. You know, I I caught a little bit... uh of the state of the union and um i see the divisiveness and oh my goodness these guys want to kill each other and you know they're all americans and like for us i think in acadiana you know i always tease around i say you know you don't have to be cajun or catholic to come on the show you just got to have a love for the lord and uh i want to help the community lisa and you know um I, obviously that's a call that you have as well how, how did you get that call well, I think it really stems uh, from my upbringing. Um, my mother, in particular, was a huge influence, showing us. Um, I'm one of five uh, children, and and she really um, showed us what it meant uh, to be a person of faith and a person of service. She was very involved uh, with the Carmelites here mm-hmm. uh, in Lafayette. She. Um, volunteered uh, to help the uh, the Carmelites with various tasks um, throughout her life and uh, you know we we grew up going to Catholic uh, elementary school and we were regular churchgoers but beyond that just living it day to day and seeing our mother model that for us I think that's where it came from it's beautiful and so uh, Lisa also runs an awesome uh, marketing agency and, uh, and uh, Prejean Creative. And, you know, is it – I know you do this because I know we try as well, but you've got to do it a little subtle way. But how do you mix business and your faith life all in, all in one, one fell swoop? Well, you know, that is a challenge, but I think it all comes down to just doing the right thing. Uh, you know, we when we approach our our work, you know, we always look for uh, opportunities uh, out there that help give back to the community. So, part of what we do at at uh, Prejean Creative is to support Family Promise of Acadiana. It is our primary pro bono account. So we provide uh, all of our services at no charge to help support the mission of the organization. And I think any uh, business can find a way to do that. Yeah, for sure. I would uh, uh, encourage our listeners out there that have businesses to adopt adopt a uh, a nonprofit, adopt you know something that's close to their heart. For us, it was always Foodnet. You know, uh, mm-hmm. giving a lot to Foodnet. That's it's, it's a relationship we're so proud of. So Renee and I are both Rotarians and. And the Rotary motto is um, service above self, and you're living it. I mean, not everybody has the occupation where they're out there living it. But, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about um, about your how – how, how did you begin in Rotary, and how does that also wrap into your life? Well, Rotary, for me, was an opportunity to give back. In, in my profession, so many people give to me, and I don't get to do as much for others. And so joining Rotary was an opportunity for me to give back to the community. I mean, it's also a great networking for, for business-wise – 
Um, Vic Raxdale was the club president at the time when That's I That's a good dude right there. <laughs> and uh, Vic and I have been good friends for a long time. And I was first introduced through Rotary, uh, actually by Joy Miguez with Lafayette North. Mm-hmm. And so it was something I was always interested in, but Vic was like, it's time, you need to do it. And I was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, Vic was just our president, and I know he does a lot with uh, the rebuilding uh, Acadiana. That's mm-hmm. his big thing, and he does an awesome job. Shout out to Vic. Good, good, good job, Vic. <laughs> You know, uh, so I want to get uh, really to know you guys a little bit or tell us, you know, a little bit about and uh, we'll go back to you, Renee. You know, what what, what was uh, do you feel like maybe you had a conversion in your life or was there some moment where or was there someone in your family that sort of pointed you towards Christ? I think the Catholic faith in my family has been very prominent. My great uncle was the first bishop of Lafayette. Wow. So um, we were always at church every Sunday. Um, and who was that? Bishop Jamar. Nice. So uh, both my grandmothers were very active in their faiths. Uh, my dad is very active in the Knights of Columbus and Maurice. Uh, I started doing retreats when I was in high school, um, from awakening at LSUE to uh, my, me and my at Prairie Rome. And it's, so faith has always been an important part of our family. And I think it's a it's a family thing. It's a personal and a family thing. It is. You're like royalty in the uh, in the Catholic faith. That, that's impressive. There. Wow. That's awesome. How about you, Lisa? Uh, tell us a little bit about your faith life. Well, as I said, I think my mother was um, really the the root of of that calling for me. Um, my mother-in-law, Barbara Prejean, as well. Um, at, when I got married. Uh, and, and became part of her family, uh, she was a very faith-filled woman and uh, really lived her faith. And so I had two wonderful role models for that. Um, and I think one of the things that really cemented it for me was um, when we became parishioners of St. Elizabeth Seton. And St. Elizabeth Seton is one of the host congregations for Family Promise. Um, we volunteered to be evening hosts, and so we go in to, uh, to visit with the families, provide companionship and, and fellowship with them in the evenings. One week when we were volunteering, my husband and my daughter and I, one of the families uh, that we were hosting was actually a classmate of my daughter's mm-hmm. in elementary school at, at a Catholic school. Um, so this child and siblings and his mother were part of the program and I had known them from uh, you know from school being a, a, another parent and a, and a classmate of my daughter's and that just floored me and that really drove home the point that you never know what's going to happen in your life you can have so many blessings and then just circumstances can happen, can come at you from out of nowhere that completely change your life. And uh, being able to provide that support to someone in their time of need, help them get back on their feet, that really um, made an impact on me. It's beautiful. Um, and I think the misimpression, you know, as, as Catholics and as Christians, we don't want to be taken advantage of when, when we're approached by a homeless person or you know, someone reaches out to help, you always wonder, are you being taken advantage mm-hmm. of? And I think another thing that I have a misimpression maybe is that some of the people that are homeless in Acadiana are mostly not from here, but I don't know that that's really true. What is the mix on... on well, I know for the families that we've served, 98% are from right here in Acadiana. Wow. Um, and most of them want to stay here. Very seldomly do we get families who have come from 
outside of our area or want to leave our area, the ones that we serve in particular. Uh, we have had in the past single fathers come from as far away as Corpus Christi because at the time we were the only shelter that would take a whole a, a man and his children. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so long, the families were separated based on age and sex. And so until recently, we were the only shelter in our community that would take the whole family. And, I mean, who uh, ministers to, to these folks, Renee? Is it you? that, um, Or do y'all have, like, like counselors? Well, we partner with a lot of agencies. They meet with me every day um, to talk about their case plans and, and how to overcome the obstacles that have led them to homelessness. But we also partner with agencies like the Family Tree for Counseling, uh, Kadiana Legal Aid for Legal Services, Food Net for Food for, for our families, especially when they first move out. Um, we work closely with other shelters, Catholic Charities, uh, the Lighthouse. So it's a community effort to make sure mm-hmm. that we can get our families back on their feet. Nice. Again, I want to remind everyone you're listening to Cajun Catholics uh, radio show. Um, we feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, and we certainly have two, two here today. Today, our, our guests are Miss Lisa Prejean. Uh, she is the uh, board president of Family Promise of Acadiana, and Miss Renee Menard, who is the executive director. And so, um, Lisa, where was the step? Tell me a little bit about how you you stepped into this ministry. Um, you know, what were you doing prior to that? How, what led you to this moment? Well, it came through um, our uh, our church, St. Elizabeth Seton. It was announced that it was going to be a new ministry for our church, and uh, there was a call for volunteers. So we had, you know, gotten involved uh, with with our church, uh, being welcome ministers, and. Um, but we thought, well, this was something else that we could we could do. It was not a big time commitment. It would be, you know, one night during the week, and that that our church was hosting, and that hosting only took place two or three times a year. So really, uh, uh, not much of a, a time commitment. But it was also something that we could do as a family. When we first began, our daughter was in um, elementary school, and so my husband and my daughter and I volunteered as a family. So it gave us an opportunity to also model to our daughter how she can live out her faith just the way our parents had demonstrated that to us and uh, so that really was an important part of it for me and you know families helping families that is the cajun way you know Mm -hmm. that's the hub city way as i like to say (laughs) Uh, you know that's beautiful uh and so lisa um i wanted to ask you something else um so um what prior to that you know um and 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 i Okay, I'll ask this question because I don't want to forget. Um, you mentioned that some parishes in Lafayette are in this program, and and some aren't. You know, and as far as the Catholic parishes, who 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 is on the program and who? who? Well, uh, Elizabeth Seton. Uh, we have Saint Bernard. Renee, you might have to help me remember mm-hmm. uh, the list because it, it comes and goes. So right now, actively, it's Saint Elizabeth Seton. Um, Holy Cross has offered some support, and we're in the in the process of reworking that. Come on, Holy um, Cross! I need to meet <laughs> my, with, my home with, with Father Mario now that he's there. Uh, he's awesome. Deacon Mike Clark, who who passed away, was yep. um, essential in getting this program up and running. And when he passed away, uh, it kind of affected the our relationship. Not sure. Not our relationship with Holy Cross, but. Uh, it was hard to go back, and so now we're in the process. I've met with some volunteers from there who want to start the program back up there again. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get support also from St. Mary Catholic Church. Nice, nice, nice. 
So um, we need to get the other parishes involved, and how would we go about doing that? So uh, a parish can come in in many ways. They can be a host congregation where our families can actually stay in their congregations one week at a time, four times a year. They can be a financial support church where maybe they put us as a lawn item in their budget. They can be a buddy church where we hook them up with another congregation who maybe has the space to host but not the volunteers to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we, we're always looking for volunteers. If people want to donate groceries, uh, we always are accepting gift cards for our families so we can use that for gas money or when they move out to buy supplies for their new homes. Because when our families move out, we help furnish their new home. We want to make sure that when they move out, they have everything they need to sustain the life that their, their family deserves. So certainly the organization has financial needs. And uh, is there a website? Is there? Uh, tell us a little bit about that, please. Yes, uh, familypromiseacadiana.org is the website. So we've got lots of information there. We're also on social media, Facebook and Instagram. So anyone who's interested could certainly find out more there. Uh, you can sign up for our email newsletter. Periodically we send out, you know, just little email updates about things that are happening. Um, and so we, we definitely are looking for not only um, congregations to come in as uh as supporters, but individuals. Um, Renee mentioned, you know, gift cards and uh, different different types of financial needs. You know, we certainly welcome any uh, businesses who are looking for ways to give back to the community, you know, a- as a corporate sponsor perhaps. And individuals, uh, we have uh, several different options for giving, whether you would prefer to give uh, one time or you'd like to make a monthly ongoing gift. And we also also have more simple ways, uh, small small ways to give. Uh, for instance, $75 will buy a week's worth of groceries wow. to feed our families uh, during the week. Um, many of our families uh, depend on public transportation in order to get a job and to keep a job. So a bus pass for the month is $38. So there, those are just pretty simple, easy ways, inexpensive ways to really make a difference for our families i think too something that comes to mind is maybe partnerships with businesses to to, to employ some of these families you know so employment is very important to our families they can't move into housing without income and we've been very fortunate over the years we have a 93 percent employment rate for our families so our families go to work this program is meant for families who want to become independent and so work is the first thing that we look for for our families Uh, We want to make sure that when they move out, they can sustain their household based off of the income that they have. And that's very important. And and with the lack of affordable housing in Lafayette, uh, that's very difficult for our families. So having a good job where they can possibly make more than minimum wage is so important to our families. Yeah, you know, I was mentioning to you about John Williams, and he's the executive director of Upper Lafayette Economic Foundation. And John has this big initiative with work workforce development, and he's done such a great job with his model, uh, and it's something he's developing. But I would encourage you definitely to get with him because I think he can he can place a lot of these people. Upper Lafayette took over the uh, tourist center uh, right there by Northgate Mall, and they're, they're housed there, and that's going to be a big workforce development building and all. It's going to mm-hmm. be really nice. So that's awesome. Uh so um, I want to talk a little bit about um, just shifting gears because, Lisa, you're here, and I know you're, you're into, um, you know, advertising and social media and whatnot. I'm not really into it so much, and I think, is it more bad than good? I mean, I, I want to ask you your opinion about that because 
a lot of bad on the internet, a lot of bad in social media, but I think there's good too. What, what's your take on that? Oh, absolutely. And you know, Todd, it all comes down to how it's used and the individuals using it. It's, it's a tool and it's a communication tool. And like anything out there, it can be used for good or bad. And industry-wide, there are several uh, platforms and organizations that are moving to try to um, emphasize the good and minimize the the bad actors in it. Um, And I think uh, what the negative part about it is that it provides a, a veil for people who wouldn't would not ordinarily speak out, um, it gives them a platform with some level of anonymity or separation. I suppose I think some people um, react immediately in the heat of the moment, and if they were face to face with another person, they may not say some of the things I that they say. That on social media. So, you know, again, it's really, it can be used for so much good and there is a lot of good out there. Um, I think individually, we all need to take responsibility to emphasize the good over the bad. Nice. Renee, what is your hope for the organization as you move forward? I mean, you've been there 16 years now. That's a long time. And it seems like this is a lifetime commitment for you. And uh, where is the organization? What's your hope as to where we go from here? Well, my my big plan for the future would be to be able to purchase additional uh, housing so that we could do a transitional housing setup. Um, Transitional housing is not being funded as much by the federal government anymore. Uh, Family Promise does not receive any government funding, but transitional housing to me is a key asset to families who maybe need a little bit longer time than can be given an emergency shelter. And so that would be a long-term goal for us to have a transitional housing set up so that we can help more families per year. And I think staying on the same track that we are, providing good services to our families with the support of our community. So how would we go about getting that transitional housing? Are we looking for someone out there that may have access to condos or apartments or are these houses that, that could do some donating? That would be great. Or <laughs> if someone wants to make a financial contribution uh, that would allow us to buy something, that would be a huge bonus to our program and to the families that we serve. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, so, what these families? Um, what is what? How does, does the organization try and incorporate any type of um, prayer life into 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 them? Or that's something that's really not not in the program. Well, we're not a faith based program, but yeah. our families do spend a lot of times in churches, and yeah. and so while you know a lot of times Grace has said before meals. Uh, I had one family who came to the program. They were our very first family, and the dad walked in and said, I'm an atheist. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> and I was like, no, sir, it's not. I said, you know, we're, we're not here based on your faith or our faith. We just want to help you. And at the end of the program, he came into my office, and he said, I want to talk to you. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I'm not saying I believe in God, but this is the most religious experience I've had. That's awesome. So I think, although we may not sit down and, and pray the Bible every night with our families, I definitely think it's a spiritual experience for them because you have 400 people who are not being paid to come and sit with your family every night, eat a meal with your family. It's it's a very wholesome experience for not only the families that we serve, but for the families who participate by volunteering. Yeah, I would have said hey, it's not a problem for me, but it might be a problem for God. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so tell me um, if there is, I like to ask our guests, you know, if there's a Bible quote or perhaps a Bible character that, that most, that you relate most to in your life, either one of y'all. 
Well, I, I don't know about relating to um, as far as I see myself in them, but I would say um, Mary would be the person that I would um, I would like to emulate. <laughs> Not that I would ever come anywhere close, sure. but I think just uh, the life Mary led um, is especially, you know, as a mother, um, as a woman, uh, to be able to see that kind of, of faith and um, just, just being able to turn herself over to God's will. Uh, that is just such an inspiration. I'm sh- I know not just for me, but for so many in the Catholic faith and beyond. Uh, so I guess if I was going to say that uh, she is someone that I pray to directly all the time, all the time. And, um, and I think that's why, because she is such a, a, a wonderful model. Yeah, in the first decade of the, of the rosary, uh, it's the Magnificat, right? And the angel comes to Mary, and um, the grace for that in the novena uh, that my mom used to say is humility. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will compliment you, Lisa. I see that very much in you. You know, you've done a great job with this organization in a humble way, and uh, it's it's wonderful to see uh, um, community leaders that are successful in business and also not scared to share their faith. Thank so thank you for that. So uh, Renee. Um, I guess if I had to say, and I've been told this more than I think, uh, I have the patience of Job. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and sometimes with this job, it's it's a good thing. Uh, and I guess that would that would have to be the one that I, I I hear the most, and I guess I feel the most. I like that. So we got just a couple of minutes left on the show, and um, I'll kind of let y'all take it out. You know, tell us, you know, if you have needs for the organization or a message out for our community for uh, those of you. Many people have never heard of the family. Uh, promise of Acadiana so you know y'all take it away I think the first thing that you know like Lisa said earlier that a lot of people don't understand that there are homeless families in our community just to kind of give a statistic that we use quite a bit we have a homeless education program through the school system last year they served 1500 kids Um, Lafayette does have a homeless family problem and our program is here to help those families Uh, Our greatest needs, again, are, you know, just support for the program itself, whether it's financial or individuals who want to volunteer, church communities who want to volunteer. How would they contact you, Renee? They can look us up on our website, familypromisecanina.org, or they can call us at 337-233-3447. And email? Got an email as well? Director at familypromisecadiana.org. Because I think that there's, you know, golly, there's some moms and dads out there that can relate to this. Uh, and like you said, Lisa, with your young child, you know, the kids really push us into doing the right thing. And it's beautiful to share that with your family. So anyway, parting words for Lisa. I guess I would just ask uh, listeners to consider uh, how they can become involved. It's really not much of a commitment. As I said, there are so many small things that can be done. And really, just put yourself in the place of a family who, for whatever reason, suddenly finds themselves in a homelessness crisis. What would you do? And imagine as a parent having to figure out what where are my children going to sleep tonight where will i have a safe place for them overnight 
uh, and and how would you handle that situation? And to put aside maybe any preconceived notions that you have about homelessness, because uh, going back to the example of the my daughter's classmate that was in the program, you just never know when it can happen to you. That's right. And, you know, you mentioned to us also that single dads are welcome in this program that have that have children and there there's getting to be a lot of those out there and uh just don't think it's just for little ladies you know this organization has serves everyone in acadiana so i want to thank y'all so much for being here um you've been listening to the cajun catholic radio show we feature outstanding catholics from all over acadiana i like to say it's a marriage of faith and culture and uh, we have two outstanding catholics today doing amazing things in our community and uh, I, w- I want to say thank you on behalf of everyone. Thank you, Todd. So uh, again, until next time, uh, we'll we'll, uh, uh, encourage you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless.